Well, welcome to Make It a Great Day, The Power of Positivity. Ryan Lee coming to you live and direct. Have another amazing leader and incredible human um, spending some time with us around positivity and leading in these unique times. I've got Dan O'Connell, who is the Chief Revenue Officer and a board member with Dialpad. Dan, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Surviving everything that's, uh, that we're experiencing right now I'm here in California. So we got a lot going on, unfortunately, perhaps more so than, than some other places, but we're doing good. I can share a little bit of that. Obviously, being up here in Oregon, I think we both have uh, seen COVID. We've seen now fires. We might see somebody come visit us from another planet at some point. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's yeah. You can't at this point in 2020. I think I think for the for the vast majority of us, we're like ready for the year to be over and get into something new. But it's full Absolutely. of unfortunate yeah, for sure. But one thing, Dan, I've got the pleasure of knowing is I know quite a bit about Dialpad and I know um, a little bit about your journey. But for our listeners, if you wouldn't mind maybe just describing a little bit about your journey to Dialpad, who Dialpad is, and then we'll move forward from there. Yeah, so I joined Dialpad uh, coming up two and a half years ago. So I was running a speech recognition NLP startup, which sounds really fancy, which is basically if you were building a voice assistant or you've used Siri or Alexa, that's basically doing speech recognition and NLP. Uh, they acquired that business called Talk IQ, as I said, two and a half years ago, and then stepped into uh, joined the the Dialpad board on that um, through that transaction, and then stepped into our our revenue, overseeing all of revenue. So as our chief revenue officer, and then for those of uh, for those of you that you know that don't know Dialpad, we're a cloud communications uh, business. We do voice, video, messaging, and contact center, and got some fantastic products that people can check out and find us on the web. And one thing I love about Dialpad, not plugging, but um, obviously we've looked in, in different things is obviously in today's world, um, as things change rapidly and where you might need to have your teams and, and be using um, phone communication, you guys have a pretty flexible ecosystem to allow for that to pretty much happen everywhere, um, if I yeah. tell myself. Yeah, no, we've been fortunate, obviously, with COVID. It's been, uh, you know, I, I, I feel very fortunate to be part of, in a business and part of a business that's been insulated from from uh, COVID impact. And it's been an accelerant, you know, for our business. And so, um, you know, we are really powering, look, remote work and how do businesses actually uh, support their users, support their customers, or sell more all through our platform. And so, as I said, we've been in a fortunate position. Totally. So one thing I know, I know you guys have, I believe, about 10 offices and obviously have hundreds of team members. Obviously, as kind of COVID came and I know that your headquarters are in San Francisco and my assumption is that you had a lot of people coming to the office. Can you yeah. kind of describe with your team and kind of what you, you started to do and what you're currently doing to kind of offset some of the opportunities that have presented themselves? Yeah, what's what's interesting is when you when you join a cloud communications business, um, you know, you get pretty good at just being um open to remote work and hiring people from anywhere. So when COVID hit and we took the approach of, look, we gotta shut down these offices and we don't know when we're gonna return. You know, I think fortunately for our business, it's been, it's been pretty easy for folks to say, hey, we know how to do, you know, video conferencing remotely. We know how to, we can use our platform to actually communicate internally or with customers. And then we're still going through the planning phases of, of hey, how do we, how do we replicate kind of the the, the in-person experience that people are have, whether it's through team huddles, through VC, whether it's thinking about like, hey, when we get back to the office, what does that actually look like? But I think for our business, just given what we're in, I think this transition to remote work has been a little bit easier. We've had some systems in place to help us keep up with hiring and how do we go through with onboarding and make sure that people feel connected. I think that's been fortunately a little bit more in our DNA than perhaps some other businesses. 
For sure. And obviously that human to human connection is an important one. And as I hear you talk about video conferencing and obviously using other messaging tools, what are some things maybe you personally have been doing or doing some different things to still try to create that kind of human connection with your team? Yeah, I don't think this this stuff is is necessarily unique. I think there's probably been, you know, a million articles that have been posted. Like, I definitely wasn't a video first person uh, in the past. I don't think any of us, I think, you know, a lot of times you get you get asked to join a video call and, and you probably turn off video. And now I think that's very much one of our rules, no matter the size of the meeting. It's like, you've got to have your video turned on. Um, and I definitely go through the video fatigue of those pieces. I will say, you know, there are times that I'll step out of the office and I'll actually, you know, turn it on on video and go for a walk, whether it's, you know, with, with our dog or whatever it might be. Um, so those are like the little things. And then I think just holding more office hours, like something I do in, in my role, like our, the, the, the revenue orgs are a pretty large, you know, we're, we're a 500 person company. Um, our client facing team that deals with, with supporting our users or selling users or prospects you know, it's roughly 200 folks. Um, so trying to find opportunities to connect with people, um, even op- even just ho- uh, hosting just open office hours is other ways that people can, can you can kind of facil- facilitate those conversations and give people some aspect of like the hallway conversations or just the upkeep of it. What are some things that you've heard from your team members on how they're doing, especially being on that revenue side and interact with customers that they've been able to still kind of keep some unique relationships going? Yeah, so I think like what's interesting on that piece is is I think this is has forced people to find different ways to connect. Um, meaning you you and, and I always tell this to to look like if you're in a in a customer support role, you can't just do the check-in. And again, none of this is is necessarily um, is necessarily like rocket science. But I think it's actually forced people look like all of these businesses overnight. Uh, are suddenly figuring out, hey, we've got to figure out how to communicate internally and we've got to figure out how to communicate externally. And externally in terms of um, either selling more or, or um, supporting customers. And then you get into like, hey, and we also have to figure out how to maintain productivity and we got to make sure how do we communicate through message, all of these platforms. And I think for us, like having just ongoing conversations around, we, we really have understood like what tools are necessary what tools are not necessary? And then how do we actually make sure that, that as, as we progress in this new environment, like we make the right changes? Sorry, I'm giving like a long rambling, like that's, terrible that's, answer. No, but, that, but, that, but that's good insight. I mean, I think it really starts to signify and, and showcase your focus. And when we have all these things that we can always reach to and we get used to that, I think we can get lazy at times and there's so much, but when it comes down to it and you've got that one opportunity, you just have to tighten your scope a little bit. And it sounds like you guys yeah. are leveraging some things and, and being yeah. a little bit more precise. I think, I think that it's that. And then, you know, I was doing two customer calls today with customers and I think it's, it's just having more natural conversations of what, like people are dealing with a bunch of different issues, whether it's, um, you know, personal issues, environmental issues, like you name it. Um, and I think being mindful of people's times, not forcing stuff, but also just acknowledging that that stuff is going on and, and trying to solve like the real problem that they face. Um, you know, I think that's something that, that I have very much like taken away from, from this experience is just being a little bit more direct with customers, being a, bit, a little bit more sensitive to time and namely because look, like if somebody's at home right now, they're probably dealing, perhaps depending on who they are, you know, you're dealing with a family, you might be dealing with, with a loved one that's out of work or at work, suddenly you're all in these cramped spaces and understanding that and being mindful of those dynamics 
um, and talking about them. And then, as I said, being mindful of the time that you're spending, I think is something that's been, that's been helpful. Absolutely. And obviously I know we're still in it and there's pockets of some normalcy here and there, but then there's not, you know, as you can reflect a little bit from the start in March until we are now, is there anything that has surprised you yourself about your leadership of kind of, you know, maybe some things you've done in your previous career that prepared you for this, or just as you kind of reflect back, is there anything that's surprised you about kind of what you've done and where you are, so to speak, right now? Yeah, I think it's, if, if anything, I think it's forced me personally to look at the way I communicate. Um, whether that's um, maintaining positivity, I generally am somebody that's like pretty high energy. I feed off of seeing people. And so it's been a little bit, you know, it's a little bit challenging of like, hey, how do I be high energy over a video conference, right? Of those pieces. And, and how, do you, how, do you, how do you provide a sense of warmth or comfort to people, whatever it might be to, to connect with them. But I think it's also shown like, hey, you gotta, you gotta really figure out the best ways to communicate and empathize with people and overly communicate. Because as I said, you don't have these, these hallway conversations with folks. You don't have, you know, a happy hour or your ability to go to a coffee and then you've got a bunch of things in motion for your business. Um, and so I think it's really forced me to take a step back, look at the way I communicate, what are the expectations that I set with people? Do they have all of the context and understanding? Because all of these other little touch points that I think um, exist within a within a, an, an in-person or an office environment are suddenly removed. And you basically have to figure out how to overcompensate for that. That's awesome. And as you think about that, and that's a, that's a great perspective on communication, when you think about some other leaders or, or just team members that are listening in on this, any advice that you would, I know, I know you say you've shared a lot of stuff that's not rocket science, but I think your perspective is really keen. And I think um, communication is one that I've heard a little bit of, but I haven't heard someone explain how much internally they've thought about their communication. I think they've thought more external. So I think that's a pointed point. But when you think about other leaders out there and as they continue to go through this, some wisdom on what you would uh, bestow upon them. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if it's wisdom, like what, is, what, has, worked for, what has worked for me um, really is, is figuring out ways to, to disarm people. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, sometimes when people will talk to me, I, um, I, in my past, like I have gotten nervous talking to people when I was earlier on in my career based on title or whatever it might be. And I was having a conversation with, with, um, with a woman earlier today and, Something that I encourage her was like, look, like if you have feedback, if you have ideas on how things, uh, of how we want to engage this conversation, um, if you have ideas or problems that you need to solve, like don't over, don't overthink things. Um, and I think like that's a big thing for me that has worked for me is suddenly realizing like, hey, we're all people. Whether I sit in the boardroom with with somebody else, like not being intimidated by that person's title or past experience, and realizing like truly like they're just another person and they might have some different experiences, and that we're all really here trying to solve a common goal and, and trying to do the best work that we can. And if we can't figure out a way to just say like, hey, we are ultimately like all peers on, the, on this one ship trying to figure out how to get to, get to like the destination, um, then we're never, we're never gonna get there. So we gotta figure out how to, how to just put those differences aside, put that anxiety aside and have like a real conversation around like, hey, if there's something bothering you, like let me know what it is. If you think there's a better idea of how to solve a problem, hey, share the idea. Like good, truly like good ideas uh, come from anywhere. Um, you know, we were also talking with a customer today and, and giving some, they were giving us some feedback on a product and I just let them know, it's like, hey, you're not gonna offend me. Uh, I'm not here trying to sell you anything. Um, I really am trying to understand, like, if you have feedback, how can we learn from that to actually go and build an even better product? 
Um, and again, I say disarm and like, a, you know, I don't want people to take it in a bad way, but it's letting people know that, hey, I just want to have an open conversation. I'm not here to try to sell you anything. Um, and I really am just here to learn. Um, and I think I try to do that. What's worked for me, as I said, is I try to do that in a lot of conversations to kind of set that preface and that context with people to get them to, to say like, hey, okay, I'm probably in a little, I, like, I want them to feel that one, I empathize with them, and two, there's a sense of trust. And I think if you can develop that sense of trust, then people generally start to be a little bit more open. And that ultimately has a positive impact on that relationship and how people think about it and, and, and how they connect with you and kind of opens the doors to, 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 to have a more real conversation. And it's commonality, right? One thing we've all got common today more than ever is whether you call it COVID, if you're talking to somebody in yeah. California, the fires, it's, it's that unique ability to to your point, find someone on the human level and then yeah. kind of that part kind of. Yeah, I think apart. we just overthink, you know, we, we naturally overthink a little bit of that stuff as we get into conversations of like, who is this person that I'm talking to and what is their title or what is their experience? And I think as, as you naturally just progress in, in your career or, or you get a little bit older or whatever it is you might be, you suddenly start to realize that that stuff ultimately doesn't matter. But I know early on in my career, you used to get super nervous about that stuff. That's awesome. That's great advice. One last question I was curious about, because I know you guys are global and you've got teams in different parts of the world and things. Um, has this helped make that a closer c connection? Um, has, has that changed any of that? Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I honestly, you know, I, I think it has brought us into closer communication. I will say it's slightly more challenging. Like, you know, what's challenging for us is we're going through a lot of growth because as I said, our business has been, uh, COVID has been an accelerant for our business. The challenging pieces we now miss, like those start classes of, hey, everybody comes together. You know, we didn't have our sales kick off in person. So we actually have like missed all of those little touch points when we talk about our international offices. Like those are opportunities actually kind of once a year to get everybody together. But now it's done and you can't replicate that. that you know, you can't replicate that experience as much as you want to try or pretend whatever it might be. So I do think like there's more communication that's happening. I do think that that communication, though, unfortunately, given the environment, is probably a little bit drier, a little bit more stale than, hey, if you're together in person and, you know, if you can grab a drink, if that's your thing or whatever it might be, like go for coffee or a walk, you know, and, and actually have that moment with, with somebody else or another team is unfortunately missing. For sure. But the rapidness of the communication and maybe a little bit more of that is happening at a bit of a higher level. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Totally. Well, that's awesome. I think a lot of the feedback and insight that you've shared and obviously um, totally understand it's been an accelerant, but it also sounds like it's been an accelerant for you guys as people and finding other ways to communicate and as leaders looking internally and thinking, okay, it's a unique time. You know, what are some things I can improve upon and what are some things I can change to help ensure that I'm leading in the right way and yeah. also just looking internal. And so I, I appreciate yeah. you being honest about that. Yeah, I think it's broken, you know, a lot of perceptions that, that I had had too, are, are, you know, misconceptions probably about remote work. Um, and I know, you know, I've always built teams and, and, and had people in person. Um, and I think, you know, in my past, like I was very much hesitant of like, hey, can you trust people working from home, right? Are they going to be as productive? And we like smile and laugh. It's like, these are real, these are, these are real things that people worry about when you're trying to build and scale a business. And um, fortunately, I think it has shown that like you can really trust people. Um, and again, it comes down to like clear communication, clear expectations. And if you give people um, some room to operate, um, they usually won't take advantage of that. Like people want to do good work. 
Um, and so that for me has, is, it has a profound impact on, hey, work, when we get back to in, 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 in person or offices, um, people are, are definitely going to have uh, more flexibility, more flexibility to be able to work from home or work from anywhere, wherever it might be. So I think that's also been a positive thing. It's probably broken some, some past misconceptions that I've had about remote work uh, and, and, and kind of evolved my thinking about how can you build and scale businesses moving forward. Well, Dan, that's a, again, that, that's I think what leadership's all about is not uh, always knowing the answer, but seeking to find insight and information from others and changing your perception, because I think that's a good thing. And so yeah. thanks for sharing that and walking that through. Last thing before we let you go, as you know, um, I'm a big quote fan and I'm always curious uh, to hear different quotes or different things that inspire people and, and kind of keep them moving forward and live in that positivity, which I know you embrace and embody. Is there a specific quote that comes to mind for you that you really enjoy? Yeah, there's an old proverb and it's, uh, you know, when uh, when you'd mentioned this, I was uh, thinking back to the time we went through an acquisition, like when we got acquired as a business, something that we put on our website was, um, if you want to go fast, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. Um, and I think that's true. It's just one of those quotes that's always stuck with me. I think it's true in pretty much all aspects of your life. You know, you want to go, uh, I do a lot of ultramarathon training and things like that. And there are days where I want to go fast. And so I'll go out there and run alone. And uh, there are days I want to go far and I need a friend or a buddy or, or my girlfriend to run with me, whatever it might be. Um, so I think that's true, as I said, whether it's in your personal life or, or in your or in your kind of your business career. Totally. Well, that's a great proverb. Um, I'm actually, as I walk a path every day here when we're not in smoke, um, that's actually painted on one of the walls. Um, and that's such a cool, oh, nice. yeah, such a cool way to think about life. And um, yeah. that, that's true. We're a big we versus me. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. But at times, too, you got to spend a little bit. So I think there's a balance of both. Um, yeah. With that, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I know it's valuable. Um, but what you've shared and the insight that you've provided, I think will go a long way for everyone listening in. And um, just thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you finding the time to connect. And uh, as I said, uh, wish everybody the best kind of in, the, in these trying times. And uh, we'll get through it. And, and as I said, looking forward to kind of the, the, looking forward to next year.